Yo, what is up? You have found I Like the Blazers. I am your host, Brandon Goldner, and today we are here to talk about a lot of important stuff, including COVID-19, the coronavirus, and the NBA's response, and specifically the Blazers' response to the global pandemic. It is a weird time, and, you know, first of all, I have to say, it has been a while since I've made a podcast, I will admit that my mind over the last couple months has been on things other than Blazers basketball. I've been a fan since I was a child. Some of my first memories of organized sports have to do with watching the Blazers on TV with my dad, with my brother. Um, and one of, you know, one of the formative moments of my young life um, as it comes to feeling starstruck or meeting a celebrity was being in Corvallis at Gill Coliseum um, where the Oregon State Beavers play basketball. The Blazers had an exhibition game there during the preseason, having Brian Grant sign a shirt for me, um, a shirt that I still have, was one of my most formative moments. I'm saying all this because I am a huge Blazers fan who has honestly not been tracking the team very closely after many years of writing about them, doing social media, about the Blazers, doing, you know, over 100 podcasts. And uh, my mind's been on other things. Um, and first and foremost, this, this election has made me feel more and more the federal election coming up that... The, the the decisions that we make, the people that we vote into office, uh, it's really, really important. And we don't often get a chance to vote for people who share our values down to a T. In fact, that, that's almost never the case, that you're able to vote for somebody and really feel like you're not picking the lesser of two evil the lesser of two evils or feel like you're making the best decision you can but you don't feel fully settled about it and I'll admit that I felt um, more and more that there was a candidate for president who aligned with my values so closely that if I didn't track it a little closer if I didn't give a little bit more if I didn't spend a little bit more time that I might regret it someday and so you know to that end and, and that that candidate is Senator Bernie Sanders um you know I, I so I've been volunteering I've been texting I've been calling I've changed my sleep schedule waking up early to volunteer uh the the thousands of texts and the couple hundred calls I've made um chatting with people from around the country things that they care about things that are worrying them um, kind of where their mind is has expanded my thinking even more about politics in a way that, that I didn't think possible. And I'm not the most social person. If you know me well, you'll know I can be a little bit awkward. I am not particularly comfortable in crowds. I, uh, you know, I, I think back a, a couple years ago to an event, a, a trailblazing event that was downtown and uh, being surrounded by all of these amazing people, awesome people who also like the Blazers, and it would be somewhere you think I'd be very comfortable. And I was deeply uncomfortable being there, and um, I, I left pretty early because I just I just felt kind of weirded out. The point is I'm not the most social person and maybe because of that my thinking is limited on some things just because i don't get to talk to as many people as maybe other folks do which kind of ties into the theme of today's show but at any rate 
point being in talking to so many different people, um, many of whom don't support Senator Sanders, many of whom do support Joe Biden or did support Elizabeth Warren or do support President Trump, it has expanded my thinking about what it is that people care about and why. And no joke has really made me understand that some of the core values and fears and aspirations that we have are are very similar, even if we don't talk about them in the same way. And that all is is really, really coming to a head now with this coronavirus COVID-19 stuff. And so I did want to jump on here and talk about how this has affected basketball and particularly the Portland Trailblazers. But before we get into that, I'm just going to go through a little bit of, of, of timeline stuff just for folks. I know you've probably heard more than your fair share of COVID-19 coronavirus talk, so I'll keep it relatively brief. This is a, a new, what they call a novel virus. It's a new virus. It's not something that has been seen in humanity before, and therefore there, there's not any immunity to it really. Um, and it's pretty contagious. So this is something that started in China and has spread from there all over the world and, and now, um, of course, um, is affecting lives in many different countries, including here in America, uh, particularly over the last week or so. Um, uh, one quick thing that is notable about this virus, it's, it's pretty contagious. So when you think about how contagious is something, they use a number and the, the name that I can't remember off the top of my head, I'm not looking at the screen right now or anything, but there's a number that basically says how many people can one person infect? And so my understanding is that seasonal flu, it's pretty contagious. It, about 1.3 or 1.4 people will be infected uh, from one person. So one person's going to get, you know, 1.3 or 1.4 people sick. W with this virus, the coronavirus, uh, it, you've seen rates between one and a half up to five or six, meaning that, that potentially five or six other people may get sick just because of one person, which is why, you know, it, it's, it's particularly pernicious because it's so contagious. Um, so that's something to know about it. Another thing to know about it is that generally the symptoms are, are not life-threatening for the overwhelming majority of people. However, the people it affects most are those who may have comorbidities, um, it may be susceptible to disease in older folks. So that's why all of the measures being taken now are so important, maybe not for everybody listening to this podcast, although it could be you, but really those most vulnerable populations um, in those 65 and older, this virus may take the lives of up to 15% of people. And that is a lot, especially when you consider that as of right now, the estimates have that between 70 and 150 million people in the U.S. will at some point contract this virus. And over the entire population, the mortality rate, it depends on what country you're looking at, but best estimates now are 1% or 2%. We're talking about over a million people may die in the United States because of this virus over time. That is extremely serious. And so all of this is not to freak anybody out, but it's just to set the table for how serious and unprecedented this is and that we're living in extremely unprecedented times. As of recording, it's Saturday, March 14. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about you know that there's the table setting for for covid-19 coronavirus it's it's contagious if you get it you're probably going to be okay but but some people won't be and particularly people who are vulnerable and and particularly older people which is why we all have to be very careful about how we conduct ourselves and make sure it doesn't spread um as quickly as it would otherwise so that's why it's important let's talk a little bit about what's happening now, what's happening in the NBA. So we know over the last week, two weeks, that the NBA has been talking about this. We have seen how in other countries where they've been dealing with coronavirus and COVID-19, well, it's one and the same, I'm going to call it. I'll pick one. I'll pick coronavirus. They've been dealing with coronavirus for a little bit longer than the United States has. So they've been talking about, well, what are we going to do with this season, knowing that one of the most effective ways to not put strain on our system is to try to spread out the number of cases that may happen is spread them out as much as possible so that you don't have a ton of people in the hospitals all at the same time. So you may have heard of this term flattening the curve. That means that this curve, if you look at it like a camel hump, that's the number of people who get the virus and then it, and then it drops off. If you flatten that out, if it takes more time, even for the same number of people to get this virus, that means that fewer people at any given time will be in the hospital. And that is extremely important because when you have too many people in the hospital at the same time, that means there are not enough resources, not enough hospital beds, doctors, nurses, respirators to go around. And that means that some people may not get the care that they need. And that is part of what increases the mort- mortality rate from this disease so it's extremely important so the nba has been talking about this for about a week you know what are we going to do are we going to postpone the games are we going to play without people in the stands um and really the decision was made for them when a couple nights ago um it was found that rudy gobert of the utah jazz tested positive for coronavirus uh, right before tip-off um uh, that game between the jazz and the the thunder was canceled right before tip-off, leading to some, um, you know, unsettling feelings. Obviously, if you were a fan in that crowd to hear the announcer say that you have to go and, you know, you're all safe, but you need to leave, that's that's unsettling. Um, Later, it was found that, you know, about 53 jazz personnel were tested, and the only other person who tested positive, thankfully, was Donovan Mitchell, uh, Rudy Gobert's teammate. Uh, I will say that we did just get word just a couple minutes ago from Shams Sharania, that the Detroit Pistons, Christian Wood has also tested positive for the coronavirus. He played against the Utah Jazz on Wednesday, pardon me, on Saturday. Um, Sources say that he's doing well, not showing symptoms. That's good. But that means there are other players in the NBA who have this virus. It just hasn't been detected yet. Uh, And so after it was found that Rudy Gobert tested positive the nba canceled the the the, the postponed the season said they're going to reevaluate it in, in, you know in a little while that games are going to be canceled for at least a month um you know the, the first thing that i'll say about this is for those of you who are looking forward to um watching nba games in about a month I would just say don't expect them to come back this season. There isn't anything to indicate that this will resolve in a month. I understand taking a wait-and-see approach is the right move. You don't want to get too far ahead of it. But as of now, when you look at how this has affected other countries, it doesn't seem likely that the NBA is going to return for the rest of this year, um, meaning you know that there, there won't 
be an NBA champion. There won't be a playoffs uh, maybe uh, much later in the year. Uh, it, they, they may choose to play some of these games, but I, I highly doubt it. So from where I'm sitting now, the, the season is over. Um, you know, the Blazers are in ninth at 29 and 37, uh, three and a half games behind the Grizzlies who have the, would have had the, the, the most difficult schedule in the NBA to close out the season, the Grizzlies, meaning that either the Blazers or the Pelicans, um, or even the Kings, uh, Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, uh, all tied, um, all of them may have had a chance to get into that eighth spot, but that's not going to happen now. So the Blazers falling outside of the playoffs. Um, I mean, and obviously this is almost as I'm sitting here, it is so weird. What do you mean? No more NBA games. They're not going to play any more games. No NBA games. Um, there's no college basketball. There's no nothing. So right now, think about this everywhere around the world. The things that we did to come together and have fun and hang out, um, it's not going to happen. And that, I will just admit now, has been causing a lot of anxiety with me and not even something I can necessarily put my finger on, but just this feeling that life is going to be different for a while is hard for me to grapple with and I know is really hard for a lot of you to grapple with. So, um, I mean, first and foremost, just an invitation to anyone listening. If you want to chat uh, or talk about this stuff or, or just want someone to vent to, please reach out. And I'm super happy to do that because I'm right there with you. I feel weird about all of this. I'm sure the players feel weird. The owners feel weird. The referees feel weird. The media people feel weird. There's nothing normal about any of this. And it will pass and there will be a day when we have basketball again and it's going to be awesome. But as for right now, we're kind of right in the beginning of it. And it is, it's, it's an odd time. So, um, so there you go. Uh, season postponed and definitely don't expect it to come back this year. Um, that leads me to uh, another thing uh, again about coronavirus best practice. You may have heard of this term called social distancing. That means basically don't hang out with other people because if you go back to that other term to flatten the curve, it's to slow the rate at which people get affected by this virus. The only way to do that is to not hang out with people. Don't be close to other people, not for concerts, not for basketball games, not for, you know, play dates for your kids, not for school. Um, you know, Governor Brown the other day said that all schools in Oregon, K through 12, would be canceled for the foreseeable future. Um, there is now a state of emergency both in Oregon and nationally. Um, but, but basically, don't leave unless you have to. I know that there are people who do have to work right now. Um, I particularly want to give a shout out to those people working in grocery stores. You are heroes. You are because grocery stores will probably remain open during this time because people need food and supplies. Uh, when you look to Italy, somewhere that, that has had a very, very tough time with this, um, very unsettling situation in Italy where their hospitals have been overwhelmed. They have closed every type of business in the country, save for grocery stores, pharmacies, and banks. That's it. No restaurants, no nothing. Um, people have been asked to stay inside their homes. And that's the same kind of thinking that we want to apply today right now. If you're listening to this, if you have plans to hang out with people in a group, please don't, don't go, don't do it. Encourage people to stay home if they can 
keep your hands washed, uh, support your local businesses with gift certificates. Uh, you know, there, there's so much we could say about this and I'm flying blind. I'm not using notes. Um, but uh, please do everything you can to try to flatten that curve, to try to spread out the impact of this disease as much as possible, because as much as it does feel weird, and like I said, I feel weird, I don't feel good, it's gonna suck, it already sucks, but the more that you can stay alone, at home, contacting people through your phone, through internet, uh, Skype, playing video games, all that kind of stuff, the more that you can stay away from other people, the better, because that's going to slow the rate at which other people get this. And that's going to make sure that our doctors and our nurses, the people on the front lines of this in hospitals, that includes my girlfriend, who is a doctor, that includes my brother, who is a physician's assistant, that's going to help all those folks out a ton. So please, um, you know, take this take this seriously. Um, so that goes into, you know, how this is all affecting NBA teams. So. When the NBA postponed the rest of this season, uh, that means that there are a lot of people who depend on the NBA for their income that are now not receiving income. So when this first happened, there were some comments from uh, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban that said that his employees will be taken care of during this time. They will be made whole. Um, beyond that, the Mavericks have committed to any mavericks employee who are um, purchasing breakfast or lunch from independent local establishments in the region that mark cuban will reimburse those people for that food because it is so important to support local businesses right now um that's awesome he said takeout and delivery will be reimbursed too uh the mavericks taking care not only of their staff but of the local businesses who depend on nba revenue that's an incredible move um we know that uh, Barclays Center staff in Brooklyn, uh, that it looks like they will be taken care of during this time. The Chicago Bulls have announced on behalf of the Bulls and the Blackhawks, which is the hockey team, that um, that that day of game employees will be paid uh, as scheduled through the season. We know that the Lakers and the Clippers and the LA Kings, who again are their hockey team, have announced they will cover hourly wages for Staples Center's employees who have been affected by this. Um, so um, there are teams that uh, th that have announced that they will take care of their employees during this time. We know that Zion Williamson for the Pelicans, he personally announced he'd be covering everyone's pay for the next month while the NBA shut down. Um, all of this is really good stuff, which is why I am pissed right now at the Portland Trailblazers. And don't tell me to calm down about this because there are people who work for Moda Center, who work for the Blazers, who are contractors, who are not getting paid during this time, who don't know how they're going to pay rent, who don't know how they're going to buy kitty litter, who don't know how they're going to they're buy their medication. They don't know how they're going to buy their food, how they're going to buy gas for their cars. They're not being paid. And the Blazers have said nothing about it. And I have talked about this on Twitter and you can tell that I am pissed. There have been people who have told me to calm down and they're working on it. Jason Quick reported that there's a plan in place. I don't give a... F 
do you know what I want? I want Jody Allen to come out and say, hey, everybody, all of you will get every penny that you would have otherwise gotten had we been holding games. You want to know why? Because this is a multi-billion dollar company that can afford to do it. Patagonia, the clothing company, they announced they're closing all their stores, all their operations. They have over 3,000 staff, and guess what? Every last one of them is getting every last cent. The Blazers are a billion-dollar company, and they can afford to give back. We should not be having GoFundMe accounts. Shout out to Pinwheel Empire and Neela Madison. We should not be having GoFundMe accounts for these people where someone like me, I have a couple thousand dollars in checking, and I pitch in 15 bucks into that. Do you know what the equivalent of that is for a multi-billion-dollar company? That's $11 million. That could pay the salaries of thousands of people, and the Blazers have said nothing. That's not acceptable. During this time, people are hurting. There are people who do not have health care. There are people who are not going to be able to afford to live. And the Blazers have been silent, and that's not acceptable. I don't care if you think that this is unrealistic, unnecessary, angry. This is just reality, that if you have more than somebody else, you help them, especially in times of crisis, like a global pandemic would seem to be. So pardon me if I'm a little bit pissed about this, but again, there are people less fortunate than you and I who don't know how they're going to be able to pay for any of this stuff, and the Blazers haven't said a peep. That sucks, because this is a team that a lot of people have pumped a lot of money into over the years, and the fact that they haven't even been bothered to say something about it, to say affirmatively that these people will be taken care of, it is not enough to have reporting in from Inside sources say a plan's being worked on. What is there to discuss? Is there anything else besides greed that could possibly be delaying the implementation of this plan or just to announce that there is a plan in the first place? It should not be contingent upon 19-year-old athletes like Zion Williamson to pay for people's salaries. These are billion-dollar companies. So, you know, I, I, I feel extremely passionate about this. Again, when I say that I have done what I can I could probably do more. I'll be honest with myself. $15, I could probably afford a little bit more. But again, if you look at somebody who has a couple thousand dollars in their checking account, that's the equivalent of a $1.5 billion company, which is where the Blazers are valued. That's equivalent to $11 million. They can do more. They can do something. They can make an announcement. And another thing I've heard about this too is, well, you just have to be patient. They're working on the details. It doesn't, you don't need details to say that we're an extremely wealthy company and our goal is to make sure that everybody is made whole, everybody, and then you work on the details. So I don't think that it's unreasonable for us as fans, for people who love the team, who have given the team a lot of free advertising and exposure over the years, who've bought jerseys and tickets and sodas and beers and food. I don't think it's unreasonable for us to expect that they would take care of the people who've taken care of us. That's just the way it should work. And another thing, we think about the United States of America being the wealthiest country in the world, and we are bungling our response to a global pandemic. It is... I I don't mean to make this into a political podcast. I really don't. But I don't think that it's right that any person in this country should be wondering, I wonder if I should go to the doctor or not or reach out to them if I have these symptoms because I can't afford the copay, because I can't afford the treatment. There isn't even any testing because we haven't made that a priority, so you can't get tested even if you want to get tested at this point. There's a whole other story about how 53 players on the Jazz can get tested in the state of Oklahoma when they only had 100 tests. Well, I don't know, maybe money had something to do with it. I think that's unacceptable too. But our federal government has failed us. It's really this whole thing 
is 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 extremely disconcerting and it goes back to my original point all of this is unprecedented it truly is but there are things that we can do to plan ahead of time there are ways in which we can make our morals and our values clear from the beginning and then you work on the details to get to that point there's something else that somebody said i'm just going to leave their name out of it well you don't know what's going on behind the scenes well you know what I have been in public policy for years, and I know that there are ways in which you have to be a little bit quiet about things that are happening behind the scenes. I do understand that. There are times when you can't reveal the full breadth and depth of a policy package that you're putting together. Tons of reasons for that. I do understand that. I also understand that there are times when you can announce, hey, everybody, this is what our goal is, and we're working toward it. This is one of those times it is not acceptable to say anything other than we will make everybody whole. I don't care if there are union considerations. You work those out. I don't care if there are payroll tax considerations. You can work those out. You can say our goal is to make everybody whole, and you work from there, and the Blazers haven't done that. And in my view, that's a failure. That sucks. So I hope that in one day— this entire rant that you heard about the Blazers is completely obsolete, and I look like an idiot because they make everybody whole. That would be good. Much in the same way that I hope that all the actions that we're taking now with social distancing, with not getting together in large groups, I hope that in a couple months we say, boy, did we overreact. You know why that would be good? That would be good because that means that people aren't dying. And it would be good that if I look like an idiot because that means people can pay their rent. There are times in which it doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong. You just want to see the right thing happen, and that's how I feel right now. So all this is just to say that I hope that that everybody using their small platform can please put a little bit of pressure on the Blazers to do the right thing and to do it quickly because there are people less fortunate than us who don't know how they're going to be able to pay for stuff through no fault of their own. They, I mean, kids are not in school. What are they going to do about childcare? Can you even get childcare right now? Like I don't have kids. I have no idea. Um, man, it's an unprecedented time. So please, you know, uh, do what you can to, uh, uh, politely um what's the word i'm looking for suggest to the blazers that they do the right thing that would be that would be wonderful in, in my view so um all right what else we got uh you know let's talk about nurkic uh <laughs> you know nurkic was supposed to use nurkic was supposed to make his return tomorrow monday the 15th um from that gruesome broken leg last year uh He's been looking really, really good in the videos and the pictures that we've seen in the warmups. He's been looking uh, pretty trim. Um, he's been looking pretty mobile. It, you know, in, in some respects, the kind of the the delay um, or the the cancellation of the season um, maybe a bit of a blessing in disguise. Not to say that they were going to rush him back, because of course they were not going to do that. But just knowing that someone has more time to rehabilitate and kind of get up to speed without feeling that they have to put on some public show. That may be a good thing. So trying to find some silver linings in this, uh, you know, the, the, um, the Damian Lillard has not looked the same since he has was out with a, with a minor injury before the all-star break. You remember before that time, he was absolutely tearing it up, you know, averaging 40 plus points per game, uh, probably the most impactful player in the NBA for a couple weeks there has not looked the same since he's gotten back. So maybe good that he gets to rest. And really, I mean, the other thing about the, the season being you know, truncated, delayed, canceled, postponed, whatever, 
it may be a proof of concept for a couple different things. Uh, one, it may be a proof of concept for the NBA season doesn't need to be as long as it is, right? 82 games is a long time. There have been a lot of people who are a lot smarter than me who would like to see the, the season shortened for injury concerns. Mostly, um, the NBA has done their best to avoid back-to-backs, have eliminated the four games in five days, have tried to space out the amount of rest, have you know um, lengthened the season uh, so that the games are played less frequently. But really, some of this comes down to just playing fewer games. So maybe... You know, one silver lining is that demonstrating what it would look like for the season to be shorter wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. The the other thing that comes to mind, and this is an idea that uh, it, we've all heard this idea, but I just recently heard it on the Dunked On podcast with Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue. With if the NBA were to come back, let's say in a month, a month and a half, whatever, if they were to come back and they were to have a little bit of a ramp up before the playoffs started. This might be the perfect time to have a play-in tournament between the 7 and 8 seeds or the 7, 8, 9 seed or something, a little tournament to determine who gets to go into the playoffs. The reason why is that you have teams who have either easier or harder schedules up until this point. I mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies earlier in the eighth spot in the West. The Memphis Grizzlies also have the hardest remaining schedule if they were to play the games. Why? Because their schedule was easier up until this time. So if it weren't for the fact that the the Grizzlies had an easier schedule, it may be that they wouldn't be in this position. And so other teams might take umbrage to the fact that they would be the eighth spot when if they were to play some harder teams, maybe they wouldn't be in a, a tournament of some sort might alleviate that concern. And plus that'd be a ton of fun to see. So that the, this time may be used for the NBA, Adam Silver, the commissioner, you know that he has been known for making tweaks and experimentations and trying things. This might be the right time to try a couple different things and to see what sticks and what doesn't, what works and what doesn't. So um, that could be something that comes from this. Uh, the last thing that I'll say, uh, just because, I mean, I, I, I'll admit, I didn't prepare for this episode. I just, I wanted to get some thoughts out, thought you might be interested in them, you know, at Goldner PDX on Twitter. If you think that I'm an idiot or you disagree with anything I say, or you think that something I said is cool, reach out to me. Um, But one last thing on this, which is, uh, you know, during this time, please proceed with your life uh, uh, with caution, (laughs) uh, but with joy, Uh, please continue to do the things that you can uh, that make you happy, uh, find new things that maybe don't involve groups of people that can make you feel better. I mean, yesterday in particular, I was feeling pretty anxious and, uh, I, I, I observed that I, you know, I had to go to the store. The store was kind of a pain, um, did some stuff at home. I didn't end up exercising. And so today, uh, I did get to go on a run and I have to admit, I feel much, much better. So exercising outside, that's a good thing to do. If there's a basket, if it's dry out, shoot some hoops, that's a good thing to do. Um, but just, you know, this will pass. It's going to suck for a while. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, let's think about how we can help each other. Uh, let's hold each other accountable. Um, for keeping our distance, for washing our hands, for not shaking hands with people, for not coughing on people, um, not going out when you're sick in particular. Hold ourselves accountable. Let's hold the team accountable. Uh, The Blazers, please do the right thing and make me look like an idiot for ranting about it. That would be awesome. Um, 
and hold our government accountable if they are failing us um hold them accountable and also you know the last thing and i said i wouldn't make it political but here it comes um please when you're voting uh Make sure that you are keyed into the things that your candidate, whether it's for president or for Senate or for the House or your local city council race, uh, make sure that that you know where their values are, that you know that they um, they reflect the kinds of ideas and policies that that, that are agreeable to you. Um, and when you're faced with a choice that maybe doesn't feel as good um, if you're faced with having to vote for somebody for a slot that's not someone you believe in perfectly. Just think about, uh, I really would encourage you, make the best possible choice because the types of people who are in office may allow the ideas that you care about. Um, it may allow those ideas to take root, even if they won't bloom right away. Uh, think about how the things you care about will be affected between two imperfect candidates. Think about how the things you care about, how likely those things w would be not just to be implemented, but to be talked about, to be brought up and discussed, to be pitched as a possibility. Think about which of those candidates would allow for the things you care about to get an audience because so much of this is a longer game of a um, uh, a discussion about stuff we care about. And the more that the things you care about are brought up, are discussed, are given the light of day, the more likely that they will be implemented now and later. So that that's what I would say. And, and notice, I didn't say to vote for anybody in particular. Um, it really is about what you care about and making sure that, that it's given the, the the best possibility to to take root and to and to bloom if not now then later that's super important so wow all of that um in what was that 30, 25 minutes 30 minutes not too bad um i appreciate all of you a ton uh i don't know when i'm gonna be back um on this on this podcast to be completely honest with you um i knew i needed to talk about this but it is called I Like the Blazers. And like I said, my head's not been on the Blazers lately at all. And uh, so I don't know when I'm going to be back, to, to be totally honest with you. But um, I do hope that I am. And, uh, you know, maybe in a little while uh, I'll feel differently um, and, and can say a little more strongly how much I can be looped into the team. Um, but until that time, uh, at GoldenPDX on Twitter, follow me. Uh, you can reach us at ilikeTheBlazers at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at I Like the Blazers and then on Twitter at I Like the Blazers. Uh, until next time, I am your host, Brandon Goldner. Appreciate all of you. Stay safe, stay awesome, and stay cool. Bye.